everyone. Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Monday. It is August 3rd. It's 2020. We have eight baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. Seems like we've had 11 to 12 to 13 games here recently. So a nice little eight game slate to get us kicked off for this week. I'm joined by my good buddy, Cheese is Good, Dave Potts. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing all right. It is good to be back talking baseball with you. I thought it would never happen again, but yeah, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> yes, uh, excited that baseball's back. Um, you know, you. I know we were just chatting about it. You know, we had some fun with esports um, when the pandemic and no sports were going on, and you know, grown to accustomed to kind of liking it and um, had some fun with it. But I'm definitely glad that you know we have baseball back. Basketball's rolling. Um, Basketball looks a lot more promising than baseball at this point as far as finishing the season. So we'll see. We're just going to take it by day by day. That's all we can do. Um, that's all we can do, right, Dave? Yeah. And we got the hockey going now, too, which hockey, I like. Hockey, yeah. So, um, I mean, yeah, I'm hopeful on, on basketball and hockey, at least. And, I mean, I mean, baseball, I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll make it now. It's, it's a mess. But, um, I mean, we got it, and, and I love it. Yeah, we just got to hope that, you know, things are changing, and it sounds like things are changing, like, don't go out when you're like traveling. You guys are getting paid millions of dollars. Like, you know, go, go play baseball. Um, let's talk some baseball. We're going to start here with the Phillies and Yankees, Jake Arietta against Garrett Cole. Um, I was telling you before we got started, I feel like this is the hardest slate we've had since we've come back. Um, pricing wise, like if we're looking at FanDuel, I, I feel like there's still mispriced players, but DraftKings today, it is, it's really tough to build that solid lineup. Um, do you have any interest and Jake Arrieta in this one? No. I mean, you're going to need a cheap pitcher. Um, this is not the one I think I can mess with. Like, it's, you know, he's obviously low upside always just because of who he is. Um, I'm fine with a low upside pitcher um, on slates like this, but not when they also come with this kind of power risk. I mean, it's just uh, – I'll go for almost anyone else. Um, give me some cheap pitcher, sure. But Arietta against the Yankees, uh, so much has to go right. I mean, it's not inconceivable that he can get enough ground balls from all the righties, but it's, it's pretty unlikely. And he, I don't even think he's going to pitch that long. So no, I'm, I'm pretty much out. Yeah, my thing with Arietta is, like, this dude throws a sinker a ton, like, especially against righties. That's why he has such a high ground ball rate. That's why he induces so much soft contact. And when you actually start digging into, like, the Yankees against sinkers, they actually hit sinkers really well. Like, they're not a fly ball hitting team, but they're a team that hits sinkers really hard. Um, so I'm going to pass on Arietta as well. Um, listen, I, I really was considering it. I was like, oh, man, they're going to have like six, seven righties in this lineup, and Arietta can at least maybe limit the damage. But I started looking into some pitch data and um, don't like it. Uh, Garrett Cole on the other side. Talent-wise, you know, DeGrom and Garrett Cole are, are really high above. Well, I guess Bueller's up there as well. But um, we have three legit aces on the slate. What are your thoughts when it comes to Garrett Cole? Yeah, like – on a lot of slates this year, an $11,000 Garrett Cole would have been uh, someone I'm definitely for sure playing everywhere as much as I can. Um, but on this slate, I mean, it's really tough to even get one ace. Um, and I still feel like we, we don't know 
what Cole's going to do with the Yankees. Yeah, I mean, we've seen two starts. One was cut short. Like, he looks more or less the same. Um, but, you know, we don't know if he's really going to be a 40% strikeout guy or a 30% strikeout guy. And if he's a 30% strikeout pitcher on this slate at 11K, he's not even really that useful, which is silly to say, but it's kind of true. Um, I think you have to – like a $600 difference between him and DeGrom on DraftKings, $600 is huge on this slate. So I I, I will say he's, he's the ace um, as far as – points per dollar upside out of the aces. Um, I don't think anyone would be surprised if he strikes out 12 guys. Um, so yes, I love him, um, but I'm, I'm not going to just force him in. Like, I don't, I don't feel like the first thing I'm going to do is lock in an ace and then go from there. Um, it's going to be, if I can get up there, I do think he's the guy I want the most. Um, but I don't feel like it's neither he or DeGrom have, like a fantastic matchup. I mean, they're fine, but so far just kind of playing around with clicking some lineups in, I, I don't feel like these guys are anything close to a must play. Now, I think this is way different when you're looking over on FanDuel. Um, Garrett Cole's the most expensive pitcher on FanDuel at 11 K. Like he's the guy, DeGrom's 10, seven DeGrom's, DeGrom's a little bit cheaper. Um, but when you're when you're playing around with 11k on DraftKings, it's tough. You're playing around at 11k on FanDuel. Um, it, it's not hard at three thousand dollars per player, and there's still some guys in those low 2k range um, that are underpriced. So, I like Garrett Cole. I'm with you on Cole over Degrom on DraftKings, and you know you guys all know I'm a Degrom truther, but. I think the matchup is a little bit better here for Cole. Like we look at this lineup, there's plenty of strikeouts in this lineup outside of like Didi and maybe Segura. Um, let's talk bats in this one. Anything standing out to you for the Phillies? Well, the only thing I'd say, we don't know how to value, but keep in mind the Phillies haven't played in a few days. That's um, true. And I mean, who knows? I don't like, I don't know if they've been, I would assume they probably haven't even been taking batting practice. Like, that, they were quarantined, weren't they? They weren't yeah, even so allowed to leave. So I think they were like they haven't picked up a bat since, until tomorrow. Um, so I don't know that. Given that you don't really want bats against Garrett Cole anyway, I mean, sure you're allowed to, you know, play like a Harper or, or a DD and say, yeah, he'll probably give up a home run. I don't think it's crazy to throw uh, a lefty power bat in a tournament, but one, it's Garrett Cole. Two. I don't know when the last time this team, like, I don't even know if they've like jogged down the hallway. Like uh, they may have just been sitting on a couch um, long enough that I, I don't, I don't see any reason really to mess with them. Yeah. There's plenty of bats on the slate. We're going to get going here and like, we're going to have plenty of bats to talk about um, Harper DD one offs. I don't hate that DD little revenge narrative for everyone that loves revenge out there um, going up against the Yankees, but um, the Yankee side of things, like I said, Dave, I think they could potentially be a sneaky stack on the slate. I don't typically stack against Jake Arrieta. He's a ground ball guy. But I started looking into the sinker stuff, and, like, Judge is one of the hottest hitters, if not the hottest hitter in baseball. And this dude, 47% hard hit rate with a 95 average exit velocity against sinkers since the start of 2016. So I like what I'm seeing as far as, like, the data on sinkers. And I actually kind of like the fact that, like, the Yankees are outside of Stanton and Judge, not too expensive. I'm not playing Sanchez anyway. He stinks. Yeah, I am a little uh, worried about him. Like, I don't – there's almost nothing that will make me worry about a hitter, you know, five, ten games into a season. But if you're striking out, like, pretty much every time, um, 
yeah, I don't, I don't think you need to mess with Sanchez right now. Um, uh, one for 18 or something like that. Yeah, I agree. It's weird how the Yankees are priced cheaper than some other teams. Like they, they finally brought judge up a couple dollars, but he's still probably too cheap for what he's doing. Um, you know, generally speaking, your first go-to would be lefties against Arietta. Of course, the Yankees are so right-handed, but I do like Aaron Hicks. Um, who knows what their batting order is going to be on any given day, but Hicks should be in the middle. Um, I love that. Yeah, basically, Judge, Torres, Stanton, Hicks, Voight. That kind of probably what's probably like two through six. Um, I love all of them. And, like, you, you kind of mentioned it when we were talking about pitchers. Like, Arietta, this is his first start. Like, we don't, we don't know, like, how stretched out they're really going to let him go. I, w- I would think, like, a, a veteran like Arietta maybe a little bit longer leash than some young kid. But, like, this could be a spot where you get a few runs on Arietta in the first four innings and he's out and you get the Phillies bullpen and you get all these Yankees bats cheap and, like, they can put up runs in bunches. So, when I, first first glance at this slate, I, I like the Yankee stack as a different stack here. Yeah, and I would say just in general, the Yankees are one of my favorite DFS teams every day just because of the power. I mean, every single guy in the whole lineup, one through nine, can hit a home run. There's not many teams like that, um, and especially if you just start getting random middle relief guys. So, yeah, absolutely. All right, we move on. We got the Mets and the Braves, Jacob DeGrom, Mike Sorka. Um, any interest here in Jacob DeGoat? Yeah, I mean, I can't possibly not have interest in him every single time. Like, the guy is great. Um, but kind of like we talked about, it's just a weird – there's no way you're playing two aces today. And if you're only playing one, you know, their prices are flip-flopped on the sites. One's a little more expensive than the other. I think you just play Cole. Um slightly prefer his matchup I mean DeGrom was awesome against the Braves on opening day and he can always do that but if I'm going to pay up I think just give me Cole I'm I love DeGrom he's amazing but you still don't count on strikeouts the same way you do like yeah he'll get him but not with the same just no matter what he's definitely going to get him like he might decide to just get a bunch of soft ground balls he'll do whatever he wants to do to get guys out but um I think just give me Cole. Yeah. So like in, in tournaments here, if everyone has the same mindset and we open up, you know, Christian Mino's lineup HQ projected ownership and like we're seeing four to one Cole to DeGrom, like that makes Jacob DeGrom a lot more interesting too. So um, both of these pitchers, DeGrom and Cole can strike out guys at a, at, at will. So uh, the other side, we got, you know, one of the young arms for the Atlanta Braves that has shown a ton of promise, um, Mike Sorka. Cespedes out. This lineup takes a, a hit. Um, you know, even though Cespedes had been striking out a little bit and he hadn't been hitting the ball a lot, like that we're still – we're replacing Cespedes with probably like a – maybe like a Dom Smith or somebody. Um, what's your thoughts when it comes to Sorka here? He's uh, just one of those guys that's so great in real life. Um Good real life picture. So not great at DFS. Like <laughs> it, it's weird how much these things matter. Like, I mean, he's a top pitcher just in real life baseball. Um, but there's just no strikeouts. I mean, he's below average, a below average strikeout pitcher just loses so much value in DFS. And I mean, I'll say that the, the DraftKings pricing, like we said, is so tough. You may, you may land on some lineup where you just can't possibly get up over 10k 
but you don't quite need two cheaper guys. And so, like, sure, I guess I would take Soroka raw points over any of the, like, 7K guys. Um, but if I need that salary, which I feel like I do, I just – I don't want a low strikeout pitcher um, on this slate. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, if I end up on it, I don't hate it. I, I think he's a really good real-life pitcher. This game has the lowest um, total on the slate for a reason. Like, two great arms here. Um, Bats-wise, is there anybody on either side, like, outside of, like, some one-offs here? I don't think we're, like, stacking either one of these teams, right? No. Uh, you know, I mean, most days I like the Braves, but you, you don't stack against DeGrom unless you're just playing one of everybody in a 150. Um, and on the Mets side, same, same problem with Soroka. Like he's so good. Uh, I'll probably have Conforto at least in my tournament pool. Um, that's about as deep as I'm going a one-off. Um, like I, I won't X out guys like Alonzo, but, um, I don't see any reason to chase batters against, against Soroka, maybe, maybe Conforto. Yeah, like my problem is like if they like if they had the Yankees discount, like they just don't like Freeman's expensive, Acuna's expensive, Alonzo's expensive, like even Conforto at, on this slate at forty seven hundred, that's expensive on the slate. So, like it's just tough for me to and, and like Albie's, you know, he's day to day right now dealing with a little bit of an injury. So like I just don't see myself using one offs here. I like Freeman against Degrom. He profiles really well against him. He hits him hard every time they play against each other, but. Outside of that, like I'm not paying 51 for 100 for De Freeman against Degrom on a slate where I'm struggling um, to find value. So, yep. um, yeah, moving on. White Sox Brewers, Carlos Radon against Brett Anderson. This is a barn burner <laughs> here. Um, any interest in Carlos Radon? Oh, I really want to like him. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I so badly want to like him. Like this is a guy we've been trying to like since like 2015. Yeah. And I mean, he missed most, almost all last year. So it hardly counts. Um, but I mean, his first start it didn't look like he was, he's back yet. Um, but like, there's, there's definitely talent in there. Um, I, I, I feel like I'm going to throw a couple of darts at him, but I don't recommend it. It's one of those things. I'm probably going to do it, but I don't really think you should. Um, but, but the, like the Brewers are a beatable team. Like there's just yeah. not when you think about how good they were last year, and they're just not. Um, I'm going to be taking a few shots on them just because I know the talent is in there, even though we haven't seen it yet. Well, like you take Lorenzo Kane out because you know he opted out. You add Braun back to the lineup. He should be back in the lineup here, and like you're still facing a team that is going to strike out and there's only like two or three power bats. And at seven K when I'm just looking for ceiling type of arms, I think you have to, you have to have interest in tournaments. Um, I don't think I would do it in a cash game format by any means, but I think in tournaments you, you have to, you're going to have to roll the dice on pitchers today just because of the way the pricing is. And I'm going to take a guy with a 28% K rate instead of a guy with a 17% K rate on this slate. So for that, for those reasons, like we're going to talk about the bats and I still kind of like some of these bats, but I think you have to have some interest in him. And like on the other side, like Brett Anderson, he's cheap too. 
but this is a guy with a 12% K rate. So which guy am I taking? I'm taking the guy with the 28% K rate. Uh, do you have any interest in Anderson? Anderson's totally off my list. Um, plus, you know, the way the Brewers treat their starters. Like, we've got a low strikeout starter who won't even pitch that long. Um, so, yeah, definitely give me Radon way ahead of Anderson. Um, and there, there's a couple other pitchers right in the same price range that are ahead of him. So, no, he, he'll be a cross off for me. Uh, let's talk bats here. White Sox, um, I think they're very much in play. You know, I hate the fact on DraftKings we can't play Abreu and E5 together, but mm-hmm. we, we just saw this team explode uh, against the lefty a couple days ago against the Royals. Um, this is a spot that I'm going right back to the well. Um, McCann, Jimenez, Abreu, Moncada, uh, Roberts, if he bats leadoff. Like, uh, the White Sox are a team that I think you can three to five man stack on the slate. And they're not overly expensive, so I kind of think they might be popular on the slate, too, when you're wanting to pay up for, like, a Garrett Cole. Yeah, so kind of anecdotally, like, I feel like this is the team that benefited the most DFS contrarianism-wise. I think that's a word. We'll call it a word. Back in March, this was, like, the hot team that everyone was talking about because they improved so much over the offseason. And it's like people just kind of forgot about how – how much better they are. Um, like this is just a really good lineup top to bottom. Um, and they've been scoring runs too. I mean, certainly in Kansas city, they had fun, but uh, I think they're, they're one of the top teams here for sure. Um, if you can kind of stay away from the end of the brewers bullpen, you're, you're in good shape. And like, like if they can just win the game and get Anderson out early and, you know, never end up seeing Hader and those guys. I, yeah, I like them a lot. Yeah, but like if you're stacking this team, you're you're hoping you get the bat in the bullpen because your team's scoring runs anyway. So, yep. um, like even in cash games, like some of these guys, Jimenez, um, 4K, he's been hitting the ball really well. You know, this is a top prospect that is we're starting to finally see. You know, not strike out at a 30% clip right now. So we'll we'll see where we're at in 60 games. But right now, um, I like the White Sox. Yeah, and relative to side, the slate, they're, like you say, they're yeah. pretty affordable. Um, yeah. on DraftKings relative to a lot of other things. Brewer side of things, like, oh, I didn't even realize Ryan Braun went on a 10-day um, infected right finger index. Uh, I totally <laughs> missed that. That happened on Sunday, and I don't play baseball on Sunday. So, um, man, that takes a huge hit to this lineup, right? Like, you're worried about Garcia. Yelich is just a good hitter in general. But, like, upside wise like Pena is a cheap catcher maybe like there's not a lot of bats that I like here and Pena's day-to-day like yeah this team I mean when you think about how good they were last year like this was the team we wanted every day they've got nothing um I mean like sure Kesson here and and Yelich but at their salaries it's it's just weird like they're, they're kind of tough to use um and then like the next best hitters on the team are Avisail Garcia and Justin Smoke um <laughs> Ah, you know, sure, but no, give me the White Sox. They have Healy down in AAA. Like, this, maybe they call him up because they sent Braun on the IL and, like, he's in the lineup here. He's notoriously good against lefties. But overall, um, yeah, I just – I don't love this. I don't like the Brewers here. Like, I would play Yelich on any slate, but not at 6K on this one. Right, yeah, he's probably not going to make the cut at all. Not because I don't like him, but – this team in general is just really uninspiring right now. Yeah, Braun being out definitely hurts too. Kane opting out, yeah. 
Pirates and Twins, Derek Holland against Lewis Thorpe. Um, Derek Holland against Minnesota. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna probably pass on this one, Dave. Um, I, I don't have any interest in Derek Holland. I mean, it, the Twins are right there with the Yankees for you know you don't probably need like Coors Field can go 15 to 14. You might not need it um, because of the Twins and the Yankees. Now Holland like still has his moments. Like there's, he's not as terrible as he was like a couple of years ago. Uh, he was so far off his game that he was like a worst pitcher in the league kind of guy. He's really not a worst pitcher in the league kind of guy, but I mean, a lefty with fly balls and hard hits and in his first start, his control wasn't there against the twins. No, no. And they're not like Nelson Cruz is 4,500. He's probably the top player on the slate for me. Like, I'm going to be disappointed in the morning if I don't see him tagged as a core play for you. Um, I think you're <laughs> going to be safe on that, yeah. Um, but we go to the other side. We have Lewis Thorpe here. He's not going to pitch deep. Like, this is a a guy that is a reliever um, that is, like, making a spot start because – was it uh, Hughes? Or, no, Homer Bailey. Bailey. Um, Bailey went on the IL. Oda Rizzi comes back later this week, like – Lewis Thorpe, what, 60 pitches max here, maybe 70? Like, I'm not expecting too much here. Yeah, he's had a couple two-inning relief outings. He threw, like, 40 pitches in one of them. Um, I mean, he's he's got talent, but he's priced fully like a starter, um, and he's not a, st- a starter. Like, sure, he can go four innings, um, but he he's too expensive for a guy who's they really don't want to use that long and can't use that long. Yeah, like if for some reason we got news that like a, a pitch count of like 85 came out or something, then like I would seriously consider him because the matchup is good. Pittsburgh, they don't really have anybody outside of like Josh Bell. Like we were just talking about with the Brewers, like this team, this team's struggling as far as talent right now. Um, yeah. Bats, anything on Pittsburgh here? Um, part of the, the rest of the problem is like the Twins have one of the better bullpens too. Yeah. Um, they can, even if like, if someone gets in trouble, they'll just pull them out and bring in somebody good. Um, you know, Bell, Moran and Reynolds are a good little trio of hitters. Like I like to play some Pittsburgh when I can, just cause nobody ever plays them. Um, but uh, like I said, I think Thorpe is talented. Like it's not like I think they're going to do well against him in, in the few innings and then the bullpen's good. So I'll be pretty deep into multi-entry before I get to uh, Bell and Reynolds. Yeah, like the only – I don't even feel like because he's third-base eligible, I was going to say Phillip Evans if he bats like fourth or fifth here um, against the lefty, getting a couple of bats maybe against the lefty. But like even even Phillip Evans, you got to use him at third base. He's 2,600. There's a guy under 3K that we're going to talk about when we get to one of these later games that I like more than him. So – I'm probably going to stay away from Pittsburgh on this slate. Stallings, if he catches, I always like cheap catchers. So, um, you know, I'll throw his name out there. But um, Minnesota, like, we already kind of hinted towards it. But, like, Nelson Cruz, 476 ISO against left-handed pitching since the start of last season. Derek Holland, 318 ISO against right-handed batters with a massive fly ball rate and a a high hard hit rate. Like, this is the matchup, like, you pay up for Cruz and Garver and Sano, and you just hope that they outscore Coors. Yeah, like these guys should be, given where everyone else is priced, these guys should be in that close fifty five hundred to six thousand dollar range. Um, 
I love I love these these guys, whether it's a full stack on their own. Um, and I even really like playing, depending on what they do with the lineup, like put the lefties in there and just assume they get Holland out of the game in a hurry. Um, even within twin stacks, Kepler and Rosario won't really be played. They'll, they'll probably give one of them a day off, just kind of the way they're doing things. But definitely give me Cruz, Garver, and Sano. Um, Polanco is one of the better shortstops. I'm going to be using a ton of those guys. Um, but if full stacking, I would I would throw one of the lefties in, just thinking that you know they get Holland out in three innings and then just go nuts. So I, I love this team overall. They're like I say, right there with the Yankees as. If you're not doing cores, you, you get the same upside here. Well, a couple other things I want to note here is Josh Donaldson's dealing with a little bit of calf injury. If he sits, Marwin Gonzalez is actually a really decent um, hitter against left-handed pitching. He's 2,900. He's also a switch hitter, so I don't think we really have to worry about, like, a pinch hit risk for him at 2,900. So, like, he's someone that if he hits, like, sixth or seventh here, um, you could definitely, I think, consider him for cash games at this price. Um, yeah, he and, and – um... Buxton. I don't know if, yeah, I don't, Arias probably won't play being a lefty, but he's cheap. But yeah, Buxton is still Buxton, you know, super talented guy who, even against Derek Holland, he can strike out. But um, yeah, playing (laughs) cheap guys on a team like this is ideal. So um, yeah, Marwin's a good call. I'm, I'm assuming Donaldson's still out. So yeah, I like it. Even if he's not, like, Marwin could still, you know, draw a start for, like, Kepler or somebody here. So, like, just have to yeah. watch and see when the lineups come out. But wanted to know him at 2,900. Um, we move on. We got the Royals and the Cubs. Danny Duffy, Alec Mills. Um, it's the night before. Like I, like I always say, we record the night before. I always pull up the Wrigley weather. And, geez, uh, we're going to have to see what Roth has to say. But we're looking at 17 to 20-mile-an-hour winds blowing in from left field in this game um, in Chicago. So, when we're looking for some pitching value, does that make Danny Duffy any more interesting here? It really does. Um, I, th- yeah, I, he's another one of those guys, like he's really not that bad. Uh, I mean, a, a couple of years ago, we were thinking he was going to be pretty good. Um, and his career got derailed a few times, but he's a decent pitcher. I mean, he struck out eight. I mean, it was the Tigers. We struck out eight guys. Um, and he's another one of those. It's kind of a, a fly ball lefty. If the wind is blowing in like that in Wrigley. Yeah. I mean, they're, you know, Chris Bryant may be out again. Um, I, I like him way more than I want to like him. Uh, assuming I saw the same thing. So I'm glad you, you said that I'm, I'm expecting, it looks like the wind is blowing in and pretty hard. Um, yeah, I'm almost certainly going to have, um, Duffy is one of my higher owned pitchers, which I, I don't love it, but that's what the slate has given me. Yeah, I think the same is going to be said for here for Alec Mills. Um, you know, when we're looking at this price range, I, I think Alec Mills is, you know, one of the better options under 10K. I was actually a little shocked that he threw 77 pitches against Cincinnati in his first start. And like he was efficient with those 77 pitches, like six innings. He's not going to go out and light the world on fire with strikes here, strikeouts, but like give me six, six, seven clean innings here. Um, and on this slate at 8K, I'll take it. Yep. He's a, uh, another guy that, well, I mean, we haven't seen enough of him in the majors to know, but he looks like essentially an average pitcher. You know, he's not terrible. Probably going to be a decent ground ball guy had good control in the minors. I, yeah, I like both these pitchers. Um, assuming that 
you know, this wind is correct and it's coming in like that, I'm, I'm going to play both pitchers in this game. I'll play them both in the same lineup. Yeah, like obviously we're going to have to wait and see what Roth has to say. That We're looking at stuff the night before and weather changes in an hour, not just the night before. So if the wind is blowing in, what we're seeing, like even if the wind isn't blowing in, I still like Mills for what it's worth. Um, but I like both of these guys a lot more if the wind is blowing in. Um, or pretty much anything, just as long as it's not blowing out. I think they're going to be usable. Yep, I agree with you. Um, anything on the Royals' bats that you like here? Um, so, for, you know, the same problem. That, so the wind is going to hurt the bats, but still, um, I mean, I do kind of want to like something here. Like the Royals are a pretty good team. I, I, obviously, we had Royals chalk week last night because of all the salaries. Um, but there's some good hitters here. But if we're right about that wind, like I don't, don't want to be playing a guy that you're counting on a home run for. Um, like Soler is still only 4,200 on DraftKings, which I, I think is still too cheap for him. Um, so sure. He's on my list. I like him. Um, but I'm, I, I'm not going to chase these guys for the same reason that I'm probably just leaning pitchers here. Yeah. Um, Mondesi fouled a pitch off his leg and was removed from Sunday's game. They said it was just to be on the careful side of things, but if he's out, like I actually would, I have interest in Mondesi if he, if he's in the lineup, um, maybe not like if he's dealing with a little bit of a leg injury because I want the stolen base upside. The guy that I wanted to bring up here was Alex Gordon. He's 3,100. With the wind blowing in from left, I feel like a lefty might not be affected as much. It's still going to be affected because it's Wrigley. But at 3,100, give me a couple hits. I don't even need a home run at 3,100 on this slate. So just wanted to mention Alex Gordon. Yeah, I would say um, Gordon and, and uh, McBroom are so cheap. Um, that And they could be batting. And if Mondesi's out, like they could both be batting top for four or five or six um and on this slate right you don't need a home run from a 3k batter uh, so i'm i'm fine with just throwing one in you guys will understand what we're saying when you start building lineups like pricing is really tough on this one um cubs bats you know it is a lefty but like we're gonna get a lot of righties here if the wind's blowing in that much from left field like it's gonna be tough um some of these guys are cheap do you have any interest in the cubs Maybe this is like if the not even when blowing out, if it was sort of neutral, I'd be looking for some of these cheap guys. Um, like I like the price on, on even like bias at 4,800, but I, I don't, I don't see myself really going there. Um, and really this team, they're just not as good as you want them to be. Um, and we don't know. I mean, Chris Bryant should be back soon. Um, but he's not really a guy I'm playing for the same. He's the same like 4,800. Uh, it's fine, but I'm not inspired. Um, you know, David Bodie hit leadoff on Sunday, but I mean, he's up to 3,500. So it's not, it's not amazing. I, I might, I might really just be looking pictures here. Um, yeah. Like I don't, I don't love this one. You know, I, Brian, I don't know if he has to test two more times or one more time, um, one more negative test, like, because it was illness and, like, that's the Major League Baseball protocol. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll have to see. All right, we move on. We got the Giants and the Rockies. Um, we're, do you have any interest in Chichi Gonzalez or Johnny Cueto? Like, are we just skipping over these guys really quick? I mean, I definitely don't have interest in Chichi Gonzalez. Um you know, 
I'm not actually going to say that you're not allowed to consider playing a DraftKings $5,100 Johnny Cueto. Um, but the problem is this is still not Johnny Cueto yet. Like I, I think we're probably still looking at a four inning pitcher um, and it's in course field and he's not, if this was 2016 Johnny Cueto, I would, I'm, I'm, it would be dumb to say I would lock him in. I would play him all the time, but he did throw 87 pitches in the last start. It didn't go long because he didn't pitch that well. Um, I'm almost like trying to talk myself out of playing any Johnny Cueto, but I, I can almost guarantee you I will have a lineup with Johnny Cueto simply because of that salary. And you can just get lucky. Um, I will just be hoping he gets lucky, but officially, I mean, no, he's a terrible play. Like he should go negative. Let's start with the Giants bats. I have no comment on Johnny Guido. I have zero interest. <laughs> like, I just want to. You know, I feel like I got to say because someone's going to see my see me with a lineup with Johnny Guido, and if I don't say that I'm going to play him, they'll be like, "Hey, man, you played Johnny Guido." But I mean, the lineup will be in last place, so I don't know why they would care. Yeah, um, Giants bats. We'll start with them. Like they're all really really good plays. I think the one that I wanted to highlight the most was probably Brandon Bell under 5K against Chichi Gonzalez. Um, what are your thoughts when you're looking at the Giants here? Yeah, I mean, Chichi Gonzalez should not have ever really been a major league pitcher. Um, his his numbers, like, everywhere are just crazy bad. Like, in the minors, he was able to get ground balls, but he, he can't do any, like he's just a bad pitcher in the majors. Um, and the giants, the giants are better than we thought they were going to be. Um, yeah. Belt belt was the one to me price wise that, that jumped out like the, you know, Yaz being up at 5,900. It, it's not crazy, but it's, it's weird. And Dickerson's over 5k. So ideally I, I don't want to just be jamming in a bunch of $5,000 giants bats. Um, but I, a belt, is up there. Um, I don't think this is a, a must stack because of teams like the twins and the Yankees who could do it with home runs. And maybe this team only gets one or two home runs and it's a bunch of singles. Um, and it, you know, even in cash games, I don't know if you want to do two, like the, the two pitchers in the Cubs game, so you can get giants bats and cash. I don't really love that idea. Um, I think I'd I'd rather play a good pitcher and, and not worry about these bats and cash. Yeah, like my my issue with like playing these guys in cash games, the twins are just so cheap. Like I, I just know that like I'm gonna prefer the twins most of the time here, but we'll have to see when we get lineups coming out if there's like a chalk value guy or something like that that stands out. But right now like Yaz at 5,900. Like I love Yaz. I think he is definitely showing a ton of promise. He's a fly ball guy in cores. Um, and, and Brandon Belt is just – Brandon Belt stands out. Um, Brandon Crawford's 4,400. He's pretty cheap. If for some reason that Duggar draws a better lineup spot, maybe you look at him. But, um, yeah, like it, it's tough to fit these guys in, but they are, you know, good plays. Gigi Gonzalez. Um, and then we go to the Rocky side of things, you know, like, they're expensive outside of Matt Kemp. Like, they just refuse to 
raise the price on Matt Kemp. Like it's not the greatest matchup for Matt Kemp, but $3,800 Matt Kemp. Um, and he's been hitting the ball really well over the last couple of days. Like it's hard not to consider him here um, under 4k. Yeah. I don't know. You never know what they're going to do with their lineup. Like, I was surprised he played on Sunday. Um, and I keep thinking, well, I don't know if he's going to play, but yeah, as long as he does, you play a $3,800 guy who still has power at course. Um, and then I feel like you can fit like Blackman and, and Dahl are pretty tough to fit, but you can get like McMahon and Murphy if you just if you need to get some exposure. Um which you would you do? I think just as far as with the pricing factored in, if I'm gonna pick out a bat for this game for cash games or sort of a first like single entry tournament, it would probably be a Rocky. Like I'd rather pay that fifty seven for Blackman, um than like, you know, a Dickerson or Yaz. Um, I'd probably rather play McMahon or Murphy than like Brandon Crawford. Like they're all in the same price range. Yeah. So I, I guess I slightly prefer the Rockies lefties here. And then, I mean, Arenado and Story are not going to be sneaky or underowned, but I, I'm not sure that anyone here can be just mega chalky because of the salaries. Like they're so expensive as they should be. And everyone's going to naturally kind of take the lefties first. So sure. I like them. Um, but I don't like them any more than the twins or the Yankees. All right. Move on. We've got the Dodgers and the Padres, Walker Bueller, Chris Paddock. Um, this is another game that has a really low total on this slate. Um, Walker Bueller. When we're looking at like arms that are aces, Walker Bueller is an ace in my opinion. Um, he did not look great. And he only threw 56 pitches in his first starts. Um, it's the Dodgers. When we when we get these young guys, like I think like eighty five is probably like your high expectation for him to pitch in this game. Yeah, and I like I mean he threw like less than sixty in that first start, and partly because it was Houston, but um yeah, I think he tops out at eighty and I would think seventy's probably even more likely. And he's not that much cheaper than Colin DeGrom. I mean, it, it's it's a relevant amount, but like on DraftKings, it's $700 to Cole. I don't think it's even remotely close. Um, there's just too short of a leash on Bueller right now. I love him. He's great, but uh, no, give me, give me Cole every day of the week. Um, and I'm not even sure that Bueller, because of what I think his pitch count is, is that much better than Soroka um, when factored in the salaries. So I'm going to be I must be waiting for a different slate. And once we see him stretched out before I'm getting too excited about him. Yeah. There's a report that says 70, 80, 70 to 80 pitches in this start. So like at 10 K on this slate, uh, give me, I'll punt catcher with like a, a cheap catcher and play Cole over Bueller or something like, I just, I can't do it. The other side, you know, Chris Paddock, I'm a huge fan of Chris Paddock. I think like this is a kid that has a ton of talent. I don't play pitchers, especially right-handed pitchers against the Dodgers. I don't care who it is. Um, I just where, where do you beat them? They don't hit the ball soft. They don't strike out and they all walk and make pitchers work. Like I, I like Paddock in general. I think he's a great pitcher, but it's the Dodgers and like, I just can't do it. Yeah. I would say, so when I uh, started first opened up the slate on DraftKings and started messing around the Chris Paddock salary is the thing I'm most impressed about on the whole slate with DraftKings. Yeah. Like they made him cheap enough that you act, you can't just not consider him. Like he's as good as like 
he's better than Soroka. He, he's basically in between Bueller and Soroka talent wise. Like he's one of the, it's four aces. It's DeGrom, Cole, Bueller, and Paddock, but he's priced down barely above Anderson. Um, they did a great job of making you have to think about it, but I'm with you that these Dodgers against righties are just so good. Like everything just has to go his way just perfectly. Um, I love the salary. I love the talent, but yeah, give me a, a worse pitcher, uh, not against the Dodgers. He would have paid this price off in one of four starts against the Dodgers last year. So like if you're playing those odds on this slate, it's not the worst thing to think about, but it's also in the middle of the season. Like we're not, this is, this would be his third start, 89 pitches in his last start. Um, and they let him face a, a batter where I, I was watching that game. I was like, all right, he's at like, I think he was at like 84. I was like, oh, they're probably going to pull him here. He's in a little bit of trouble. And they like, let him go out and get that out. So maybe 95 here at 7,600. Like if you're playing 150, I think you play him and you have him in your pool. But outside of that, like if you're playing like a three entry max or even like a 20 entry max, I don't think, I just don't, I don't, I don't see him beating the Dodgers. Like the Dodgers lineup was excellent and it got better this off season. So uh, it's just, it's really tough yeah. to beat the Dodgers. I guess the one thing we should point out this again, it's Sunday night. Um, like Mookie Betts may have gotten injured. Um, like he has a swollen finger and it, the x-rays were negative. There's a chance he doesn't play. Seager was banged up and too, Seager, wasn't he? Yeah. Like there, as of now, the, it says could return Monday is like the news. If they don't have Seager or Betts, uh, I give them a little bit. It's still, I still hate the matchup. Um, but I would, I would move him into like, I would play him in a 20 max. Yeah. It would really like, if it's, if it's like Pollock Taylor, like that adds two right-handed strikeout guys. So like, you're obviously going to have to look at the lineup when it comes out. Um, like even Kiki is a guy that strikes out more against righties. So if the lineup comes out, Mookie's out, Seager's out, I'm more willing to take a shot. Yes. Uh, but I'm with you. I think it's more like a 20 entry max play. Um, so he'll definitely be in my, my MME pool, but yeah, he's a righty against the Dodgers. That's that's the whole story. <laughs> yeah, just we don't have to get into that too much. Like you look at the walk rates and everything for the Dodgers against right-handed pitching um, for the last two years, it's just crazy. So, um, Dodgers bats. Do you have any interest in the Dodgers here against Paddock? Yeah, because the thing about Paddock is like, as absolutely fantastic as he is against righties, he's still pretty much just an average pitcher against lefties at this point. Like he's going to get better, um, but right now he's he's really not anything that special against lefties so guys like bellinger and, and muncie if, if seager plays uh absolutely I, I will be playing those guys yeah like i could see like a three to five man stack for the dodgers here um and then we might get so if we lose the seager and bats like it might be like rios and Beatty, um which i didn't look at their salaries i would assume they're cheap oh super cheap rios is 2600 they're and bd is 25. 25 so i would I mean, those guys would be very useful salary savers if either one of them is in the lineup. Yeah. Um, the Dodgers overall, I think that they're like the third or fourth price team on the slate, and we know like they can break any slate. So um, on the other side, the Padres, like Bueller's good. Dodgers bullpen's good. Um, I, I like I'm, – I'm a fan of the Padres. I think they're a strong young team, but um, it's probably not the slate for me. Yeah, it's a weird slate for them. They, yeah, like you say, they've been 
very good. I think they're legit, but um, they're kind of leftovers for, yeah, for 150 lineups. Like, I, I don't think you need to be thinking too hard about them. Yeah, and Hosmer went down too. So, like, they lost him. But, like, I'm a huge fan of Gresham. I'll keep saying it. Um, he looks he's, good. He's impressing me a lot at the plate. And, like, any dude that hits a massive home run then gets up his next at bat and lays down a bunt, like, you're, I'm a fan, just yeah. as a baseball fan. And he's been, uh, <laughs> he's been continually cheap on FanDuel. Um, yeah. I didn't look at tomorrow's price. I assume he is. I, I, I don't really – like I said, I don't really want Padres. But no, I I'm, with, I, with you. I think he's good. It was more of like fanboy and Manny Machado's 3K on FanDuel. But anyway, moving on, last game on the slate, uh, we got the Athletics and Mariners, Frankie Montas against Justice Sheffield. Uh, Dave, I I, I see it coming. Montas is going to be uber chalk on the slate. And, you know, cash game-wise, plug him in, in my opinion, in tournaments – like, there's a strong argument to playing him even at high ownership on this slate, I think. Um, but there's always that, like, leverage that you can create with, you know, maybe taking a shot on Mills or somebody instead. Yeah, so this is the one I'm most interested to see, kind of, where, where the chatter is, um, where the projected ownership is. He's, like, last year was great. He kind of he broke out. Everything looked great. But... I mean, he's been really good for, I don't know, 13, 14 starts in his life. Yeah. Uh, and he's, he's expected to be good, but w- we don't really know that this guy is great. And his first two starts have been kind of, eh, like his control has been iffy. It looks fine, but not great. Um, if we're looking at a guy that's 50% owned and Danny Duffy is 20% owned, I prefer Danny Duffy. Um, like I – yeah, play Montas and Cash. Like he'll he'll make the most sense, I would assume, in most projection models. They'll give him to you points per dollar, and I get it. Um, but and even I, so I mean, Chris Paddock is better a better pitcher than Montas. Of course, you want your guy in Seattle, but that's the whole point. So does everybody. Um, even the Carlos Rodon thing, basically same salary, similar strikeout upside, just raw ability. Um, his matchup is not that much worse. Of course, Montas is the play, I think, on DraftKings. I'm not saying he's not. Um, but I don't think he's that much better than that whole tier of Mills, Paddock, Montas, Duffy that are all more or less the same salary. Yeah, and I, like I said, I think he's going to come out like everybody knows Seattle. They strike out a ton. Like They have a ton of strikeouts in this lineup like 27% or something like that against right-handed pitching um, since the start of last season. So, like, we know that Montas is going to be popular here. Um, and like I said, for good reason. Like, you know, we I agree with the reasoning. He's cheap. Like, this is a guy I wish he was, like, 8,500 and it could potentially keep his ownership down a little bit. But it's not – um, on the other side of things, Justice Sheffield, I actually kind of like the athletics here. I don't really have a ton of interest in Sheffield until, like, he can show me he can put together, like, five strong innings in, like, back-to-back-to-back starts or something because what we're seeing so far is this a lot of hype for Justice Sheffield right now. Yeah, he's one of those guys. He's, he's supposed to be good, um, and I'm sure that he will be, but it might be – it could be two more years before he's good, like – He's just not doing it. His first start, he walked four guys in three innings. Um, 
the, <laughs> that's where like I'm not sure that I wouldn't that I might play Johnny Cueto ahead of him. I'm <laughs> I think I would play Qu- that. Uh, I don't <laughs> but, know if I could do that, but yeah. I don't want to play either not, one of them. That's not correct. That's not the correct thing to say. Don't yeah. play these guys. Please don't play Johnny Cueto and say that I said to. Uh, but uh, no, I I want some Oakland Power Bats before I want Sheffield. Let's talk Oakland Power Bats. Um, Oakland's expensive, and they are going to be sub ten, maybe sub five percent owned on a on a eight game slate on DraftKings anyway, because they're so expensive. Like you're paying up for Loriano, you're paying up for Simeon, you're paying up for Chapman, Kana, you're paying up for. I'll let you give me your thoughts, I, but I before you do, Chad Pinder is probably yeah. one of my favorite <laughs> plays on the slate at twenty nine hundred. Like I, I probably will play him in cash games on the slate at second base. Yeah, uh, he's going to jump out. Like, people are kind of familiar with playing him as the cheap guy. Like, he was a, a thing for a, a while last year, too, is that everybody played him as their cheap guy. Um, he's got talent, and um, he can hit a home run. So, yeah, I, I think he's going to be very useful on this this slate. Definitely well, like, my, viable. like, my argument for him is, like, if you're not paying up for, like, Muncie or one of the cores guys, like, there's nobody really in that, like, low four, up three range outside of maybe LeMahieu that, like, I like. So, going down all the way to, you know, Pinder, I'm, you know, I'm biased. This guy's won me a ton of money. Um, so, like, I'm biased, but, like, I always play him against lefties. He, he's always produced against lefties, and, like, I think that he's definitely usable here. But, listen, the A's are going to be low-owned, Cheese. Like, they, they're they so expensive. And, like, this game's in Seattle. It's not the best spot for, like, hitting. But but why not? Like, I, I'm, I'm looking at, like, teams that are going to be low-owned that can, can produce. Um, this is a team. So this is one of those teams that I'm going to, like, I'm make myself a note in the morning. No matter what happens and how dumb the lineup looks, I'm going to have a lineup with Olsen, Chapman, and Canna. Like, it's – especially Olsen, like the, you know, lefty-lefty. Given what else is on this slate, they'll be just so crazy low-owned for a team with that much power against a bad pitcher and a bad bullpen. So, uh, I'm totally with you. Pinder will get plenty of attention, but, yeah, all those other guys – it will not as, as Lori. Yeah. Loriano's 5,400. I mean, it looks goofy, um, but that's, that's what they call late night hammer, Stevie. Yes. Just don't play. Don't play crush Davis. Like he <laughs> is so uninterested in baseball this season. I've watched his name a couple is of clearly th- Chris Davis. Now he's earned his, it, like he, oof, he, it's bad. Um, we talked about Gary Sanchez. This guy's one for 21 with 10 K's on the season. Like, uh, Chris Davis is off to a really, really cold start. Like he needs a couple of days off, um, in my opinion. But I'm not the coach of the athletics, so I can. Uh, uh, I'll text him and tell tell him that's what you think. All right, I appreciate that. Like move Piscotty up in the lineup and give me a guy that you know wants to play baseball right now. So, um, listen, cheese. I don't love Seattle. I like Montas, but like if we're gonna see a guy forty to fifty percent owned on a slate, is there a, a, a cause to potentially look at stacking Seattle just to gain like masses of leverage, even if it's like a three man? So Seattle's really not as terrible as everyone wants them to be. Like there's a, there's a few decent hitters on this team, um, and uh, we never know exactly how their lineup will look. Um, but I mean, yes, I think you can play at least a couple. I assume they're cheap. Yeah, Kyle Lewis at thirty-seven hundred dollars. Nola, uh, you know, a twenty-eight hundred dollar catcher that's actually decent. Um, 
And he hits up towards the top of the lineup too. Yeah. So I, I don't know if like they haven't been feeling the need to play Dan Vogelbach, which they shouldn't, but I hope they do. Um, make sure that nothing wrong with him, but I don't know about. Um, There's nothing wrong yeah, except for the fact that he doesn't want to. He he doesn't want to hit balls far this year for some yeah, reason. Like I mean, he hasn't. I don't think he's touched the ball yet this year. He might have one hit, but I like the that dude has power. Um, and he like guys like Shed Long is is he's a pretty good baseball player. He's not an exciting fantasy player, um, but yes, I think you can play some Mariners based on the salary. Um, there would be a good like fill in secondary stack. If you are trying to do a, a Rocky stack or a giant stack or something that's so expensive and you, you just got to get something in there. Um, particularly Nolan Lewis kind of stand out to me. Like Blender likes to say, it's one of those um, garbage stacks. So dumpster stacks, whatever he calls them. I can't even remember right now, but um, all right, let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here. Um, let's get it started off here. Give me a guy under 8K pitching wise um, to get six or more strikeouts on the slate. Under 8K, six or more strikeouts. There's actually a few that I like. It's I'm not going to go with Johnny Cueto. I do not believe he's going to get you six strikeouts. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Radon, actually. That's who I was going to take. Took my guy. Um, I'm not going to take chalk Montas. I hate taking chalk, you know, give me God, if Paddock wasn't pitching against the Dodgers, I would totally take Paddock, but, uh, give me Danny Duffy. Cause I know I'm going to play him. So I'm going to root for him to get six or more strikeouts. I don't even want him to get six or more strikeouts. Give me five clean innings at this price. Yeah. <laughs> um, give me an expensive guy over eight K to go under 15 DraftKings points on the slate. Um, I mean, the obvious one is like, I'm not going to count Thorpe because he's a reliever essentially. Um, and even, uh, I, I'm going to say Walker Bueller because I'm going to say he just doesn't quite pitch long enough and he doesn't pitch great. San Diego makes it hard enough on him. Yeah. Um, that was the guy that I was going to take too. I'm with you. I'm not going to take Thorpe. I think Cole and DeGrom both get over 15. I think out of the remaining options, Sorka, I like Sorka, but I think he is the least likely of the group to get under 15. It's tough on smaller slates when we don't have a ton of options up here, but yeah. Um, over 4K, not in cores that hit a home run. Who do you got? <laughs> There's a lot of them. There is like a that. bunch of them. Um, we'll go just somewhere. We'll go a little off the board with it. Um, I'm like a couple of them are so obvious that like, it doesn't even seem fair. I'll go with Mark Canna. I like that one. Um, as we were recording judge hit another home run, which made two for today. So six home runs in five games, like be crazy not to take him. I'm not going to take him though. I'm going to say Sano. Um, again, like I'm really heavy on the twins today. Um, under 4k to get two hits. Who do you got? That was my internet. Um, under 4K to get two hits. Who do you got? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I didn't know if I disappeared there. Um, the tropical storm is like right oh, off the yeah. coast of Daytona right now, and we haven't been affected by it at all. So, like, I got a little nervous that, like, maybe something happened, but uh, good to go. <laughs> yeah. Under 4K for two hits. Let me scroll down here a little bit. Uh, try to look for something a little weirder. Um, 
I would say Brett Gardner. All right. Um, let's see, Gardner. I'm gonna go with. I hope he plays Marwin Gonzalez. If Marwin Gonzalez yeah. doesn't play, give me Chad Pinder. Um, give me a stack to score six or more runs today. Who do you have? Um, you, you know what? I know who you want to say is a sneaky one. I'm going to say Seattle. As the All right. Very sneaky one. I feel like I have planted my flag with the twins in this game. Um, I'm going to take Minnesota. I was thinking about taking Oakland, but I'm going to take Minnesota. I'm going to keep my flag planted. I'm very heavy on the twins today. Um, so I can tell you guys already when you open up lineup HQ tomorrow, I do GPP stacks and uh, the twins would be one of them. So um, I'll, I'll have at least one twin tagged <laughs> on, on the core as well. Yeah. Um, all right. Finish this off here. Cheese. Give me an against the spread or over under that's standing out to you to keep our sharp side um, bets going here. Um, trying to pull up the odds really quick. Let me see. I haven't didn't actually look at the. I've been terrible about it. I I've been recording earlier than I usually do with the morning grind for baseball, and um, I haven't been pulling the odds up. That's on me. But uh, Yankees Phillies are at nine. Um, Yankees are a huge favorite at three sixty. Mets Braves are at eight. Um, Mets are a slight favorite at one thirty two. No over-under in the Cubs game yet. Um, Coors is at 13. Rockies a slight favorite at 148. Um, Dodgers at 7.5. Dodgers minus 136. And then the Athletics are over-under 9. And uh, Oakland is favored by 186. Okay. So, um, I would I would say over in the Oakland-Seattle game. I, w- I was interested if there's a uh, Cubs – Royals. They wouldn't have a total yet, but I, I would be interested in the Royals if they're a, a underdog of any reasonable. They're length. plus one thirty-eight for what it's worth. Uh, it's, uh, I'd like it a little more, but I do kind of like the Royals. I'm going to take um, Atlanta against the Grom plus one fourteen today. Uh, money line on that one. So I don't think I'm going to lock that in for my sharp side one today. Um, I think my streak's at like two or three. Um, so I'll have a, I'll, I'll have a lock on Tuesday. I don't like any of these today as a lock. So Dave, it's been fun, man. It's been a while since we worked together. Um, it's always great talking anything with you, but uh, it's been fun talking some baseball. Appreciate you joining us. Uh, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, this is going to be a fun slate. Um, I like when it's tough to build and um, I think we found a few good value plays already, but uh, keep an eye on those lineups because there's, there's a lot of question marks this year in general, but um it could be some really useful value plays out there. Yeah, I think we're going to see value come and go all season. Um, we could potentially see, like, a cheap Mets batter. Uh, I know they traded for Billy Hamilton after the Cespedes thing today, but, like, he probably won't be in the lineup. But, you know, there, there's going to be every day there's going to be guys in and out of lineups. Um, because, like, even if you get any kind of, like, illness or anything, like, you're out. So, that's going to wrap it up here for Monday. Hope everyone had an awesome weekend. We'll be back talking some more baseball tomorrow. Good luck in your contests, and we'll see you then.